ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهد الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله قال الله تبارك وتعالى اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا اقسم بهذا البلد وانت حل بهذا البلد وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم افش السلام واطعم الطعام وصل الارحام وصلوا الناس نيام تدخل الجنه بسلام صدق الله وصدق رسول النبي الكريم ونحن على ذلك من الشاهدين والشاكرين والحمد لله رب العالمين Brothers, sisters, mothers and fathers of Islam, all praises due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and salutations on our beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We have the most beautiful religion, we have the most beautiful deen or way of life. And we have the most uh, exalted and exemplary ex- um, life of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and his teachings uh, to guide us whenever we find ourselves vulnerable and whenever we find ourselves in uh, places of challenge. We live in very uh, interesting times, but these are also some of the best times to live in. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Balad reminds us, وَأَنْتَ حِلٌّ لِهَذَا الْبَلَدِ That you are residents, you are citizens in this particular country, in this town, or in this city. One can play with the word hill, and say, That you should be the solution to this town, you should be a solution to this country, or wherever you are, whether you are global citizens, we should be the solution and not the problem. And part of that we can get part of the solution. There are multiple ways to, to offer a solution. will be to look at the very first khutbah of the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. We all know about the last sermon the, of Hajjatil Wada, the only Hajj that the Rasul ﷺ performed. But few of us realize the genius of the very first khutbah that the Rasul ﷺ performed in Medina al-Munawwara. There was a period of 13 years of struggle in Mecca, and the Prophet ﷺ made hijrah to Medina. Many of the people are awaiting his very first words. Are those going to be words of anger? Are those going to be words of resentment because of all the persecution and suffering he has gone through? Many of the people in the crowd that day, some of them were not Muslim. And one of the greatest people in that crowd was one of the most learned and pious rabbis of his time in Medina, Abdullah bin Salam. Abdullah bin Salam is sitting in the khutbah of the Rasul sallallahu alaihi This is going to be the very first inaugural speech of the new leader of Medina. And he's listening very attentively. What, are, what would be the, the, the message that the Prophet sallallahu alaihi is going to give? And the very first uh, words that come from the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, Afshu salam. That means spread peace. Now peace is not just saying assalamu alaikum. That means make peace a reality. Um, create a society that flourishes, a society of harmony. And that, that is much more, much taller order than just saying, greet each other with assalamu alaikum. 
Afshus salam, spread peace. Wa at'imu ta'am. And we know majaz, juz'i, sanigdagi in Arabic, the balagha. Here the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, do volunteerism or philanthropy. Now feeding other people who are poor is just one form of philanthropy, but there could be hundreds or even thousands of different forms of philanthropy. So become philanthropists. Even the Dalai Lama would write in his book in 2010 that one of the greatest virtues of the Muslim community is the ethic of pure altruism or pure philanthropy. So here the Rasul Sallallahu is saying, And then the Prophet Sallallahu says, arham, And also ensure that you keep your family ties. Um, uh, have, have a fine sanctuary with family. So keeping together your family, whether it's your siblings, whether it's the extended family, second cousins, third cousins. In the time of the Rasul Sallallahu there were many Qabail, uh, many tribes. Um, <clears throat> but uh, connecting with your family. Family could be a safety net. Family could be an amazing source of networking. Family could be a way in which we <clears throat> multiply our, our happiness index. If we look at our parents, where Allah Subhanahu wa has placed the parents just below the status of Allah Himself, um, the, the position of the parents. Your parents, your success would be a proxy for their affection. Your success is only a proxy for their vision, for their sacrifices. And so all that would then be included. Wasilul Arham. And have time for spirituality, for deep silence, or what Emerson would call the wise silence. Uh, today in many uh, business fields, even the CEO of LinkedIn is setting aside two hours every day just for silence. We cannot think if we do not have the, uh, the Hira experience. The experience with the Rasul Sallallahu was in the cave of Hira for a month. Not a single cell phone, not a single radio, not a single machine sound, all alone, being silent and being quiet. That finding sanctuary in spirituality and turning inward, that is extremely essential. Abdullah bin Salam went home after listening to this first khutbah of the Rasul sallallahu and embraced Islam. And we know the story. He became one of the greatest mufassirin uh, um, uh, and one of the greatest uh, uh, sahaba of the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Here is only one way of looking at um, <clears throat> being a solution to, to, to the nation that we live in. Muslims must not think only of Muslim issues. If we live in South Africa and we want to make this South African experiment a principled democracy, then we must be active contributors, not spectators on the sideline of democracy. It's important for us to participate. In America, you know, racism is very much a problem still. And we know what happened in Ferguson. We know what is still happening to many African-American young boys who are innocent, who are sometimes shot dead by racist policemen. The African-Americans 50 years ago had about few hundred persons in power, or whether it's a judge, whether it's a city councillor, 
or person in municipal uh, jobs or superintendents of schools. Uh, over 50 years, they have added so many people that they have 11,500 persons that in elected offices. And so when something like Ferguson happened, it was easy for them to replace the entire leadership. If you are worried about your streets being dirty, if you are worried about immigration, and you want to become a solution, you want to be worried about unemployment, you must involve yourself. If you are not going to be at the table, we're going to be on the menu. And so part of the sunnah of the Rasul sallallahu was also to be politically engaged and to be politically involved. Uh, those who think that politics is always dirty, we shouldn't touch it, and we should leave it for other people, we are making the biggest mistake. Muslims in Uganda had economic power, they did not have political power, and that led to a disaster. Jews in Europe had economic power and intellectual power, they did not have political power, that led to a disaster. They've learned their lesson there, and they've uh, made changes when it came to America. Uh, the Jews are extremely well-connected, well-placed, and so are the Catholics and Mormons and many other people that were persecuted before. So we must find sanctuary in family. We must find sanctuary in spirituality. We must find uh, sanctuary <coughs> in, um, as, as we, in, in spreading peace and also in philanthropy. That would just be from the hadith of Abdullah bin Salam and the hadith that really led him to embrace Islam. It's also important for us today to love Islam courageously. Uh, Muhammad Ali, one of the first, one of the uh, icons of America, I would say a ontologically um, different person, a person that was extremely inclusive. Muhammad Ali lived in a time when lynching was still very much the order of the day. He was cocky, he was self-assured, he was confident, he was prepared to sacrifice, and we know what the result is today. He was um, really honored with his janazah. Almost 20,000 people attended that particular janazah, and everyone has respect for someone the like of, of, of Muhammad Ali. Um, before, people used to place names, the name Muhammad, uh, on, the, on the tiles to just honor them. He refused to have the Prophet Sallallahu name on the floor. He said, you rather put it on the wall, but you're not going to place it there. Uh, so living Islam courageously does not mean that we are people without fear. In fact, anyone who's a human rights activist will tell you that they have multiple fears. And sometimes they have even stage fright. But there is something, their deep connection to a divine power that really gives them a, a courage that they could never have imagined. And so courage is not the absence of fear, but rather the presence of fear. But you still continue to do things that uh, other people would think are extraordinary. One person uh, 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 mentions, so he says, that... If you look at doctors or surgeons getting used to blood, they could have the blood spurting in all different directions, and they would be very focused to get that surgery done and to save the life or lives of many people that they work with. So they become almost um, um, unaware of the blood that is flying, flying all over. 
that is the same with fear. We do live in a time when there's so much fear, but we have to ignore that in order to live for higher principles. Whatever we do, do that with compassion. Whatever we do, do that with greater inclusivity. Islam has this beautiful um, tradition that we have always welcomed so many different ways of thinking. اختلاف أمتي نعمة that the divergence of opinion or the multiplicity of opinions of the ummah is a favor, is a na'mah. The moment that leads to controversy, uh, then that khilaf ummati would be niqmah, and that would be um, a, a curse. Sometimes we need to live Islam not only courageously, but also creatively. When we are in America, the way we practice Islam would be slightly different. You have amazing parking space out here and maybe enough cars to seat uh, to get all the people in the mosque uh, filling up here. In America, we do not have that luxury. We may have parking space for 100 cars. Every family has three or four cars. How are you going to fit in uh, 2,000 people in a mosque with so little uh, parking space? And so many masajid have two or three jumas in the same mosque. Um, but of course, there's about 12 to 15 million Muslims throughout the USA. And so this is a challenge Muslims had, and they created something different. Many mosques throughout the USA do the khutbah from the mimbah in English. And many masajid, they start the first khutbah at noontime, even in summer, where our maghrib would be 9.15. Zawal uh, uh, would maybe come in only after, after 2. So there are certain type of adjustments, but of course Islam makes allowance for that. Al-fiqh al-waqi'ah, as Tariq Ramadan would say, the fiqh is always situational. When Imam al-Shafi'i rahimallah moved from Yemen to Baghdad, and then he moved over to uh, Masr, to Egypt, he changed all his, um, all his, uh, uh, his ahkam, on, on mu'amalat, on dealings, and left only 13. Because he said Egypt, Egypt had a different reality, a different set of circumstances. And so we need to be creative enough. But at the same time, we need to make allowance for our customs. We have beautiful customs here. This custom of the hujaj greeting each other, and many of those beautiful customs, I don't want you to leave that at all. Don't let other people come in and say, this is bid'ah, that is bid'ah. You get different types of bid'ah. You get bid'ah that are uh, haram, bid'ah that are dalala, there are bid'ah that are wajib. Um, so there are different kinds of bid'ah. Do not let other people tell you, this is bid'ah, that is bid'ah, because al-ada muhakkama. There is a, is a rule that says that your customs, good customs of course, um, are, have the force of law. And so there is place for many of these practices uh, that we have um, within the Cape and in other places, parts of South Africa. South Africa is the most beautiful country. If you've been out of this country and you've toured the whole world and you've gone through maybe different continents and you find that just in Cape Town being three days touring Cape Town, that maybe 15 of the best places in the entire world would be found just there, right there in Cape Town. Don't wait for other people to change the situation that you are in, but you ensure that you become part of that process of change. In Allah, la yughayru ma bi qawmin hatta yughayru 
Allah won't change our conditions, whether it's politically, economically, spiritually, religiously, any other way, unless we do that uh, change ourselves. Um, just a, a quick plug in for uh, being committed Muslims. We must work on ourselves. Ibn Sina was once asked, and he was told that, you are such a great thinker, perhaps one of the greatest thinkers that the world would ever see. And they were right because of his canon on, uh, on med medicine and many of the books that this, uh, this prodigal child and this uh, genius of Islam, uh, he had so much to offer. Ibn Sina did not answer. Uh, they asked Ibn Sina, why don't you claim to be a Nabi, uh, Nubuwa? He did not answer. After a few days, he said, okay, he woke up his student, the student who asked him for Fajr Salah. and says, please, wake up. It's, we want to be in time for Fajr, maybe even before Fajr. The student was just snoring all the way through and couldn't wake up. And Ibn Isina said, well, that's why I can't become a claimed prophet. The Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu with his practices can have thousands or millions of people wake up for Fajr without needing to ask them about that. Um, I can't even get one of my best students to wake up for Fajr. So you need to develop yourself uh, spiritually um, and don't let other people um, help you with that. We also need to live Islam ambiguously. Uh, many a times we, we have to work with people that we may not necessarily agree with. There are going to be people that you don't necessarily agree with, that you have to um, uh, collaborate with. Uh, there are too many Muslims, and I find if I'm, I'm actually sometimes disheartened, where we find maybe a hundred Hafi schools. This one has 12 children, or 15 children, or 20 children. Can't we make just something grand, and one something that is beautiful? Why must everyone uh, run as silos, and we cannot work, uh, collaborate? May Allah bless all those who have these uh, schools. But I do think if we do not work together, even with those people that we do not necessarily like or agree with, um, it's, it's going to be tough to really uh, get something that is grand and something that's outstanding. There's a jihad that we often neglect, and that is what we call, the, the jihad is called the jihad of monumentality. For those who Google the word monumentality will find that there are nine points of monumentality that you leave behind something that will outlive you. Something that is so grand and such a legacy that just uh, it will survive you. One of the first um, uh, great uh, uh, mosque universities was built by one of the great women, um, uh, Fatima from Fez. And Fatima from Fez she conceived the idea, donated all the money, but the mosque was only completed maybe 19 years after she passed away. Leave something behind that's going to outlive you. That is the jihad of monumentality. Uh, so we need different jihads. In America, we constantly have to explain to many Americans that the word jihad is a very innocent word, and it means activism, religious activism. Jihad means effort. From juhd, uh, mujahada means uh, intellectual effort or spiritual effort, and uh, each jihad is of course intellectual effort. The Rasul also spoke jihad kunnal hajj. 
Um, and then we all, uh, also have what we call the jihad of understanding, jihad al-fahm. Uh, today, this education has become almost subversive. There's so much distortion about Islam that the moment you become an educationist, I teach about 90% of my students are not Muslim at university level. And right now we are <coughs> inviting a number of priests to also study Islam for 100 to 1,000 hours so that they can defend Islam. They are asking to defend Islam. So we are um, offering some classes at university level for them to defend Islam. But if we are going to defend Islam, we are going to become myth busters. We have to bust certain myths. Are women suppressed in Islam? Is Islam a religion of terror and violence? Um, and many of these other myths that are out there, is Islam just an Arab religion? Or is it much broader than that? We look at um, <clears throat> some of these myth busting, and it's just simple to tell them that since the 1980s, we have had 11 heads of state uh, throughout the, uh, the uh, Muslim world, especially including Mauritius. Uh, and with these are Pakistan, Bangladesh, uh, Kyrgyzstan, Indonesia, Turkey, Mali, Senegal, Kosovo, um, uh, of course, uh, Somalia, Iran. All those countries had women uh, heads of state. America did not have one yet. Uh, so Muslims are ahead of the curve. Muslims have always had so much respect for women. Your mother, your mother, your mother. We know that. Uh, unfortunately, there are Muslims who do not practice their faith. And so in some parts of the Muslim world, uh, culturally, women are at a huge disadvantage. But that is not what uh, the Prophet has taught us. We look back, we look at the statistics about terror, and we find that Muslims are perhaps responsible for 0.001% of terror. The Dajjal-like media that is out there gives the impression that Muslims are responsible for 99% of the terror. Um, and there are, uh, there's a lot of evidence to show that out of 500 cases, 300 cases are Muslim-related, and those are for political reasons and not for religious reasons. So, but that's why each and every one of you will have to study Islam 100 or 1,000 hours. If I'm challenging the priest in America to study Islam for 1,000 hours, I need to put that challenge out to you to study Islam for 2,000 hours. That's the only way if you are going to have um, a much more thorough and much more deeper understanding uh, of Islam. Keep your marriages intact. Uh, in El Paso, which is on the border of Mexico and, and Texas, they found that the more they encouraged marriage, the more the crime was reduced. The more marriage was encouraged, crime was reduced by 80%. And so marriage is also a good institution. Uh, coming back to the hadith of Abdullah bin Salam, we need at least those four avenues or sanctuaries finding sanctuary in philanthropy or volunteerism, finding sanctuary um, in spreading peace or becoming peacemakers, uh, finding sanctuary in uh, spirituality, and also, um, what's this, afshus salam, ta'am, arham, in developing ourselves spiritually. The last point we want to make is that 
as Muslims, we also need to, to think, uh, have an abundant uh, form of thinking. Now, abundance thinking is a new concept, and there's actually even a university called the Singularity University. Peter Diamandis came up with this idea that he wanted to start something that no one else has thought of before. And the first person or team that succeeds in getting this, um, uh, that accomplishes whatever goal he has, will earn 10 million U.S. dollars. So the very first uh, project he had, he asked a team of pilots in small planes where three to four people can fit in to exceed the, 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 the limit or to exceed the record for going in outer space. I'm not sure exactly how many kilometers uh, that was. He had multiple teams come together and they were prepared to go in outer space and, and, and break the record. But um, he did not have the first 10 million. So he went to a Muslim woman, Anusha Ansari. She was vacationing in Hawaii. He told her his project and he got his first 10 million and that was the first project and he started other great projects. Now we as Muslims should be having similar projects. Uh, in fact, one of the projects was also, um, and this is again from Mo Ibrahim, the billionaire of Nigeria. Um, he was of the opinion that any African leader who gets elected does a good job and immediately steps down ahead of time, he will take care of him for the rest of his life. So these are the type of projects that people came up with, abundance thinking. What would an abundance thinking project be for South African Muslims? So that's uh, one of the questions we could be um, asking ourselves. Jamaatul um, Muslimin, we have uh, many more things to, to, to share with you, but um, let us just uh, ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, guide our community. Uh, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help us um, add meaning to our lives, to help us to find meaning through Islam. Uh, there was part of a second khutbah that I gave, and I will just read uh, part of that quickly. Muslims will have to become muhsineen. Um, Allah says in the Quran, لِلَّذِينَ أَحْسَنُ الْحُسْنَ وَزِيَادَةً For those who strive for husna, for that uh, excellence, Allah will give them excellence and something more than that. Uh, those who state the, attain the state of spiritual ethical fineness will find husna and uh, synergy or ziyada. Muhsinin are people of conscience and consciousness. Muslims are required to strive for moral excellence, ihsan, not necessarily for ikmal or uh, perfection. A few souls at the end of time will strive to be perfect human beings in San Kamil um, and attain the state of divine nearness or taqarrub, um, as Allah describes in Surah Waqiyah. But emptying ourselves from everything but Allah, and that is taking fafirru ila Allah, taking our flight to Allah, because Allah is our meaning of all meanings, our multiplicity in unity, our kathra fil wahda, and our wahda fil kathra. The Prophet also said, Anasu niyam wa intabahu, people are asleep, when they wake up, um, when they die, then they will really wake up. The dream state, the state of being visionary, creative, or imaginative is our natural state. 
and being creatively Muslim, creatively South African, creatively American or African, is a sure way to spread Islam and to spread peace. Allah is al-Musawwir, the ultimate source of creativity and imagination, the self-evident mystery, and utterly transcendent. Islam's spirituality will retain its appeal till the day of Qiyamah and judgment. Our rigorous spiritual regimen of daily salahs, our standing up for fajr, our siyam, our pure ethic of altruism, uh, will retain their appeal for all times. Throughout the world, Muslims frequent places of prayer, of prayer on airports, even if there are four meditation rooms on the airport of Los Angeles, there's always Muslims filling up those, uh, those spaces. Today, Germany has about 10 million Muslims, and another million is entering Germany. One out of every uh, eight Germans are Muslim. Wherever Muslim you go to in the world today, you will find presence of Islam, presence of halal. Few people are resisting that, but they are not going to do that for much longer. And so when we decenter, death disappears. If we look forward to meet Allah, Allah will look forward to meeting us. Death and dying becomes a new life and fresh beginning in the spirit. And some of us will do so right in this world, uh, dying before we actually die. Our real home is the Akhirah. Our home is the eternal afterlife. Allah um, inna al-Aisha aishul Akhirah. As the Prophet has said, we live authentically when we live unconventionally as strangers. And since the path to ethical and spiritual finance is a steep path, few persons in the end of time choose that steep path. Um, and so we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, O oh Allah, strengthen Islam in the Muslims. O oh Allah, assist us, do not assist against us. Allah mansurna wa la tamsur alayna, wa lana wa la tamkur alayna. Plot for us, do not plot against us. Wahdina subhanahu salam, guide us onto the path of safety, security, and inner peace, the path of reverential awe and chastity. Avert from us trage tragedies and calamities, fornication, adultery, tumult, and turmoil, or fitan. Help us to turn every tragedy into triumph, any hostility into hospitality, any meanness into meaningfulness, and any place of confusion, help us to turn those into places of fusion. Make this place, South Africa and every other place, a safe haven where we can find tranquility, grant and decree for us health, well-being, uh, peace, and everything else we need. Help us leave a legacy, a jihad of monumentality, a legacy of love, of learning, and life, a legacy of civic engagement, and philanthropy. Enlist us among the muhsineen and the muhsinat, men and women of conscience, ethical, moral, and spiritual fineness. Amin. And may Allah help us to be the solution to all problems and not part of the problems.